They like to borrow stuff without asking. I gave my shotgun a girl's name, hoping to discourage them from walking off with it. Did it work? No. But eventually I figured out that if my stuff was a girly color like pink or purple, they'd leave it alone. That's how I came to own a pink bike and a pink phone. And I'm not even a fan of pink. And there was that laugh again, rich and heavy. But it was interrupted by one of the drunker college boys who approached the bar for three shots of Jack Daniels. Business first. I turned my back on Mr. Hot to grab three shot glasses. Who's driving? I had to ask as I grabbed the whiskey bottle. I hovered the bottle over the rim of the first glass and studied the kid's flushed face. My brother's picking us up in 40 minutes, he said, as his ears turned red. You promise? Oh, yeah. All right, then. I poured. Can I buy you a drink? The college boy asked suddenly. That shirt is really pretty. Aw, thank you. And that's sweet of you, I said with as much enthusiasm as I could muster. I can't accept a drink, company policy, but the offer is lovely. You're welcome, the kid mumbled. Then he grabbed his three shots and disappeared as fast as you can say rejected. When I chanced a glance at the copper-haired hottie, he shot me a knowing grin. And once again, that smile did funny things to my insides. Something told me the girls never turned this guy down. Not only was he a looker, he was slick in a way I couldn't really put my finger on. Maybe it was the shiny watch on his wrist, the truly expensive kind the locals never wore. Or maybe it was just the confident glint in his eye. He was about my age, or a couple years older, 30 maybe. And I couldn't help but notice that he was in fantastic shape. He had broad muscular shoulders that strained his cotton polo shirt, and the swell of his biceps made me want to run my hand over his smooth skin to test the strength of the muscle beneath. I wasn't about to do that. Not that he'd offered. If he did offer, though. Pushing that thought away, I went to the back to grab another keg of long trail. I had a bar to run, and no time for fantasies. The next person to walk into the bar interrupted my lustful thoughts anyway. He took the middle bar stool and ordered a Corona with lime. Actually, he didn't order it. He just said, beer me, sis. Ladies and gentlemen, my twin brother, Benito. The familiarity of his demand annoyed me just as a reflex. There was nobody on earth I knew as well as Benito. He liked his coffee with the barest splash of milk, which made no sense because you couldn't even taste the difference. He had a scar over his left eyebrow from the time he jumped off the swings at school and landed on his bicycle. And he had another doozy of a scar on the side of his ribcage from the time he was knifed during his first and only tour of duty in Iraq. Benito was a daredevil. Even though I was only 28, I already had four gray hairs, and I'm sure at least three were because of him. How's your Friday going? My twin asked me. Can't complain. Well, hang on. I guess I can. Uncle Otto is on my case to switch beer distributors, because he's got it in his head that North Corps is ripping him off. 
but we've been through this before, and they're still the best deal in town. My brother rolled his eyes. I'm sure you'll set them straight. You always do. Yeah, but it'll take two hours of my life. You could always quit. That would show him. I think about it all the time. But we both knew I wouldn't go through with it. In spite of family aggravation, I had a pretty sweet deal right now. Not only did I run this bar with only occasional interference from its owner, but my uncle let me live in the tiny apartment upstairs for free. The place wasn't worth much, but free was a pretty hard price to beat. If I didn't work here, I wouldn't be able to afford my own place and still add to my nest egg. Unless I moved in with either my mom or, wait for it, my overbearing uncles. No and no. And anyway, thinking about...